fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off the checkout at C4Energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Thursday Night CrossFit Talk. My name is Scott Schweitzer. I'm the Clydesdale. She is Jamie Latimer. What's going on? Hey. We got a new headset and mic for you. Yeah. Yeah. And you are crystal clear. Professionalizing it up over here. Awesome. <laughs> Sounds so good. Good. So. Um, last week, the show ended with a bolt of lightning and then no yeah. power. Yeah. How did that go? Because I know, but let's let our listeners know <laughs> what you went through then from that point forward. Yeah, I wish I could uh, turn the camera around. and sh- the, the tree in the front yard fell, um, which I, while we were on, I thought I heard something, and but with like, earphones in and like the noise canceling you're like I was sort of unsure um so yeah our we had a pretty large tree that was actually my rope climbing tree um so obviously not safe at all half of it had fallen in the winter during an ice storm like it split and half of it had fallen over the driveway couldn't get out of the driveway um and then so this storm took down the entire thing um and we were actually like I would say fairly lucky compared to I mean this there was like five tornadoes that touched down like i've seen footage of just like patches of tons of trees down it's insane um but yeah so many people lost power i can't even remember the number that was out but we were out of power till sunday so this was thursday night we were out of power till sunday at like 10 p.m sucked that was crazy so we're getting feedback that your your mic is loud, so I turned you down. Okay. Hopefully that helped everybody. Um, <laughs> I turned her down on the soundboard, so hopefully it's not as loud. Um, but it's a new mic. It may take us a little bit of time to get it, like, <laughs> leveled in. Yeah. So you went all weekend without power. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of time at the gym. Well, so the gym didn't have power until Saturday afternoon. So we ran, didn't run Friday early morning. It was just too dark. But the front of our gym is all windows. Um, so it catches some nat- a little bit of natural light in there. Um, so we did our 9 a.m., noon, 4 and 5. Yep. <laughs> and then Saturday, we also, we Saturday actually was a really good um, workout already written for, it was like running wall balls. We just did it on the front wall outside. So it was great. Worked out really great. We just did it outside. And then, um, Friday, yeah, Friday when I went to the gym, I, and Ronica and I both, Ronica's commenting here, we both did one of our qualifier workouts in the dark. It was not ideal it, for me. I had to do burpee box jumps and like, it wasn't like dark, but it also wasn't like bright and you're already kind of hesitant of, tripping on a box when you're getting fatigued. So it was not ideal. I don't know if I'm going to redo that one or not. Um, Veronica had to do a bunch of handstand push-ups and dumbbell snatches. 
yeah, we did. It was, it was interesting to say the least. No, no air moving at all. Um, you know, normally we have like fans on in there keeping you cool, but yeah, it sucked. So I turned you down, but you're still, so can you on, are you on your phone or are you on a laptop? I'm on my phone. Can you see settings? Yes. So, and then audio. Mm -hmm. And then when you click that, like there's a check checkbox to automatically adjust mic volume. Yes. Or if that's unchecked underneath, you can turn it down. Okay. How's that? Way better. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think I can turn you back up a little bit on my end. Okay, I think we're much better. Um, but Ronica does say that mic always sounds way better. <laughs> this is a new mic, Ron. You haven't heard this one. Yeah, you, that sounds way better. Okay, good. Um, so you talked about qualifiers in the dark. You were trying to qualify for Legends. Mm-hmm. So... Let's walk through that because um, we're going to talk about a different, a couple different competitions coming up. Legends is coming up, and it is they are in Arizona this year. Yep, Phoenix. And December-ish? December 7th through 11th, I believe, something like that. Okay. So the 10th, qualifiers 10th. came out last week, and you had this weekend to do it? Or correct me if No, it's like you have like – I, they came out like when I was in Hawaii. I think that basically when I was coming basically home that weekend, I think they came out. Um, so we had, and then I think you have three weeks. We had last week, this week, and next week. And how many workouts to do? There's six workouts. Dang, that's a lot of time. Yeah. That's, and that's how it was last year. Except, yeah. September 10th by 5 p.m. Mm -hmm. So make sure you, is it Eastern? Uh, and Andrew Stan confirms that September 10th is the end of the qualifiers. So you started those. You've sent me a couple videos to kind of see how you're doing. Um, last week we talked about like uh, being in a funk a little bit and trying to get out of that funk. So you the first video you sent me was a lifting workout which always puts you in a funk. Yes. And then today you sent me uh, rowing and over the rower burpees. Correct. And you looked much better. You look like Jamie today. I felt better for sure. Um, it was actually a, we did this like exact same workout last year for the legends qualifiers. Um, this is, Row, Kales, burpee over the rower. Last year, it was 27, 21, 15, 9. And this year, it went 9, 15, 21, 27. So you had to work your way up. So this is my best friend, Sprinkles McCarty. And uh, he says, so I still have a shot. He does. Yep. yep. Has until September 10th. Plenty of time to get six workouts in. Plenty of time. Yeah, he'd probably do them all in like a couple hours. He's he's like you. 
he'll roll know, around on the floor after he's won, and then he'll, and then he'll come back yeah. and do another one. There's a couple long ones. I don't know if you'd want to do some of these back to back. Yeah, <laughs> just a hard time. Uh, Andrew says ascending rep schemes are awful. I agree. I typically agree as well. I actually felt like this one was easier than last year's. Okay. <laughs> so how many, how many do you have in the bank? I have three done. And one you may redo. Yeah. I don't know. Three to go. Plenty of time. I know when you did MFC, you felt sluggish then too. And you just kind of did them um, and you qualified in the second position or something. Yep. So do you, do you feel like what you're doing right now is enough to get you into legends? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I think they take like 31 people. So yes, I, I would, I would like to think that I can get in not even not like, by 100%. Uh, Ronica yeah. says, yes, you will repeat. Yeah, that's proximity bias. <laughs> and for those of you that don't know, Ronica is co-owner of the gym that Jamie owns. So yeah. uh, they, they talk probably every day. Yes. And, and Jim's trying and Ronica's trying. So Ronica's in the 35 to 39 and Jim's in the 65 plus. So we're all doing them together. And how, how's it going for Ronica and Jim? I think great. Um, so Ronica has three done as well. She has two of the workouts done that I haven't done yet. Um, and Jim has two of the workouts I've done, done and one of the ones I haven't. He was trying, Jim was trying to do the same ones as me. Um, but we both, I kind of mixed up my schedule. I've got a wedding next Friday. He's going to be gone Friday through Monday from Labor Day. So he wanted to get one more in. So we both kind of messed up our schedules a little bit when thinking through this. Yeah. I love weddings. I got one of those this weekend. Yeah. Uh, my nephew is getting married here in Columbus. He, he grew up in Pennsylvania, was raised by my parents, and uh, went to the same college I did here in Ohio, and is now working for a company here in Columbus. And uh, so he lives across town and is oh, getting married awesome. um, at the Park of Roses on Saturday. Sounds beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. It's just a little wooded area uh, in northern Columbus. So super nice. Uh, but we have lots of guests coming to the house and a lot of DIY stuff had to happen this week. And most of it went okay until today. And now I just throw my hands up. And when it ends yeah. with you calling the home warranty company, you know something has gone horribly wrong. Yep. So um, does he work for Rogue? Jody Lynn asks. No, he does not. Um, he actually works for Cover My Meds. He used to work for Cardinal Health, which is a massive company here in Columbus. Um, and then he got a promotional opportunity with Cover My Meds. But I know Jody is working hard. 
she shot her shot today with Katie Henniger. I thought uh, diner for Rogue. Um, and you got it. You got to applaud the shot. Oh, that was awesome. So that was all. I was. I was so glad she did it, and I was hoping Katie was like, "Let's talk." I know. But I don't know how many cold, um, cold shots she gets in a, in a week. Yeah. But what that company has done here in Columbus is freaking amazing. Um, I know I threw it out there in the chat. They they took an old rundown steel mill, leveled it, and built up from there. Um, and it is it's like a whole city block. And it is gorgeous. And they have done there's like a whole revitalization around where Rogue built uh with breweries and restaurants and um co-ops and all kinds of cool stuff. Um, so it would it's it's amazing what they're doing here in Columbus. That's cool. Uh Elise comes in with Katie didn't give her a no, just a not right now. Uh and yeah. Jody's more realistic. Uh LOL, Katie was unimpressed, but I tried. I was impressed, Jody. I was too. And I think it makes total sense. Like I'm sure with like the programs that you have for designing the kitchen spaces, like you just throw in a gym and put stuff in. I like, I think it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Every, every gym should have like a little kitchenette at least. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Sten says, would love to work for rogue if there were any jobs that fit my skills. That's kind of where I was. Um, Cause I did look a lot. Um, I wanted to work there. Um, it's funny. My daughter actually applied there to be a photographer for them uh, coming out of college. But I think like she resists everything about CrossFit and stuff around CrossFit because, you know, she says I forced her into CrossFitting when she was a teen. And so like anything to do with the CrossFit space, she is resistant to. Um. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm like, you could have at least worked there for the discount. Yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. Um, and then Jody said it didn't help. Sevon had just roasted her for the tape mark debacle. Yeah. Yeah. You, you threw it in way ahead of that, Jody. And then he let it roll until it was bad timing. Your yes. timing was really better than his. Yep. And then Holly said, if they ever need a data librarian, I'm there. I don't know. I, I might be protective of you, Holly. <laughs> we, maybe yeah, maybe Katie and I can work something out so you can do a little bit of each. So just kidding. Um, Anna says, cool shirts for both hosts tonight. We're actually going to talk about this shirt here in a second. Uh, your shirt. Uh, it's just one of, your shirt, right? Yeah, it's just one of ours. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that. Is it like was that a special edition or an older? OG it's one? actually, yeah, it's actually just um, like a company mailed us some like trial shirts just to try to get us to buy them. It's cute. Okay. Yeah, I like it. I like the two tr the two sides of the tree. I like that concept. Yeah. yeah. 
it was it was the other owner's um logo which we've gone to the x behind you the ten thousand hours yeah the, yeah that one. that one um so sprinkles jumps back in neighbor of mine was an engineer for them and didn't like it and left them but i have to point out that my man sprinkles was a spokesperson for rogue he was part of the RU Rogue campaign. Um, the crane operator, it's still out there on YouTube if you do a little Google search. Um, but he, they did a commercial with him. And for like five years after that, every time I was with him and we'd be in an event, Bill would be like, Brent, my guy. That's and awesome. Nobody would say anything to me. Like I just was like I was the arm candy or whatever. And, uh, and he just went off and shook hands and kissed babies. And, and so whenever we were at a rogue event, if any of the media guys or Bill saw him, it was yelling across the way for him, but it's, it is a really cool commercial. Um, they were supposed to film him in his crane that day, but it was pouring down rain. So they actually shot him inside and he just got out a welding torch and basically banged it against some metal. So sparks would fly and they filmed it. And then they went to the gym we were at at the time and filmed him working out and, and pieced the two things together. Local so. celebrity. Um, <laughs> and Brent says lifelong arm candy. Yeah. But the cool thing is that I think that's how we got into the premiere for Froning 4 um, back in the day is Brent's connection with Rogue. They did the premiere here in Columbus. So like Heber flew in um, and did a big presentation and we got to see Froning 4 in a movie theater here in Columbus at, at a Ooh. premiere. And it was so freaking cool. That would be awesome. Yeah. So... uh Uh, Alista is going to run. Keep your sweet voices in my ears. Um, wow. The comments are flying in. Uh, and Jay Birch is here too. Gotta love Jay Birch and Jody and Andrew and Kenneth. Man, the whole crew's here. Awesome, guys. Holly. Man, we got to get Holly back to work. We got to find some stuff for her <laughs> to, to research for us. So we talked about legends. Let's talk about MFC. Okay. So I reached out, I reached out to MFC to see if I could get a media credential to film a documentary of our listeners who qualified for MFC and we can put out some stuff on them. I get a response back. Uh, they, <laughs> they don't do media credentials, but I'm more than welcome to come shoot um, these athletes okay. if I want to. Okay. I think what that means is I have to pay admission. But uh, I see. I don't mind doing that. I will support the master's community and do that. Um, I just think that I get f the access I need uh, with all of you, which I should. The way it's been set up in the past, it's not too hard to like follow you guys around. Yeah. Yeah. I'll see if we have an extra coach's pass. Yeah. I mean... I think Corey doesn't have a coach coming with him. Okay. I like I have some options, but even at that, like 
I still think I'm okay. It's a pretty open competition and the masters athletes aren't like running to get away from the fans or anything. No, it's, it's a very different feel than like the elite competition. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'm super, I'm super stoked to do that. In fact, I talked to you today about like hotels and where we can stay and different things like that. And I'm hoping Julie comes with me uh, to kind of be my, my assistant with all this stuff. Plus I kind of want her to ask some questions because I, her perspective will be way different than mine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think that would be a cool, like little change of pace with it all. Um, so we're going to do that. That's definitely on. Um, and then I actually watched kettlebells and cocktails this week with Eamon Coyne, who I have had some run-ins with in the past 365 days. Um, but he was very, very apologetic about the way things went down last year with the judges about the way, uh, the volunteers were treated and says that it's one of his biggest regrets. And he seemed very remorseful in this interview. So I was very happy to see that hopefully bygones can be bygones. We can move on past this thing. Um, because I was a volunteer judge last year. And so uh, I felt the pain of the schedule that they put those judges under, and there just were not enough to handle the, the load of what they tried to put together last year. Yeah. So I kind of wonder if you haven't met Ronica because she did judge at MFC last year. Because um, Jim and I were. Jim and I were competing and Ronica came and volunteered. Um, but yeah, I, the hours were insane. I felt awful for her. Uh, Andrew Sten uh, was a judge as well. Uh, it was rough last year. It really was. Um, the, uh, the, we had to be there before any coffee shops were open. Yep. I, I will just say that. Um, and then lunch was hit or miss getting anything because yeah. of the, the yeah. volume. And then um, we were out of, we didn't get to leave until seven, eight o'clock at night. Yep. yep. So, yeah. We would basically um, wait for her. I mean, we would have to go get dinner and luckily we had like a suite that had a kitchenette. So we had food and I would, when I would leave for the day, I would pack up a cooler and I would bring her, her, her lunch with me and like get her something. But it was, it was rough. Dinner was rough. She'd wake up before us and try to be quiet to get out of there, to get over there. Yeah. Not ideal. Yeah. A lot. So I was with a group of judges. We all stayed in the same hotel. We would go back and, and like order pizza in the lobby. Cause that's like all we could do. There yeah. wasn't much open at that point. Um, but hopefully, and my, my beef with it wasn't the, wasn't them it was let's make sure the um infrastructure around the competition is able to support what it is that you guys are trying to do yeah don't try to grow the competition before the infrastructure that can support it um that's that's what my beef was it wasn't about any individual person i think they're all nice guys um great guys to hang out with it just was um that's the piece that I wanted them to understand. Mm-hmm. 
And I was a no shit. I should have not jumped back into judging at that point. My back was not healed enough to put in the days that we were putting in. It just could not hold up to those days. And by Sunday, I was laying on a cement floor trying to just get relief. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but so I felt it a lot more than others, like studs like Andrew Sten, like they're used to though, like they, he could be on his feet all day. He's just a, a, a savage when it comes to judging. So, and, I, and Ronica looks familiar. Like I'm sure I've seen her around a million times. Um, it's just, you know, in this space, so many faces and so little time. Yeah. So I wanted to bring that up. Um, the next thing on our agenda is uplift. And at 845, we're having Stephanie Price on from the Pit Fitness Ranch Throwdown. So um, she'll be on to talk about that competition coming up this weekend, just so everybody knows. But that's when she can get away to come on with us and talk about that. So this weekend is uplift as well. We have been touting this for a couple, it seems like a couple months. It's probably six weeks anyway. Yeah. And yeah, five, six I, got, weeks. I got the shirt. I should have um, so worn mine. Show, uh, this weekend, it is a partner wad. It's one 30-minute wad that you can do with a partner. It is four rounds for max reps. Minute one to two, you are doing, partner one is doing 10 burpee box jump overs. Partner two is doing 20 or 16 calorie row. Then you flip that in minute two. Minute three, you combine for 200 double unders. And then you do max rep thrusters. Yep. Must complete the jump rope first. Both participants may work on the double unders at the same time. Minute five, you rest. You do that for four rounds. Once those four rounds are done from minutes 20 to 30, max cleans power or squat for 10 minutes. Pretty simple workout. Kind of a Is it built to a max it. or is there a weight and you're doing a max number? It is a max number, I believe. Okay. You know what? I should have looked at that closer. It's a great question. I've always assumed it was just reps. Um, I will pull up his Instagram now. I know I I had it somewhere and I got it down now too. <clears throat> I'll pull it up here. But Jody, it's for a good cause. I know. I I think we may be doing that Monday um, on Labor Day for our gym wad. So it does not say. I think it's find a max clean. Wouldn't it be so much more fun if it was just max reps? Oh God, that'd be gross. I can't, we did a workout like that, like a hundred cleans. And you think like, like I'm a barbell guy. Like I'm super stoked about that. And then like 50 in, you can't even hold the bar anymore. Mm -hmm. Um. Yep. I've so done yeah, a couple like that. 
Yeah, nowhere does it does it spell it out, but you're probably right. Max clean. And there are four levels uh, for scaling options from level mm -hmm. one, level two, level three, and level four. And if you want to see these uh, on the Instagram, Mark Moss, uh, he, we had him on six weeks ago. Um, he is the organizer of this. This is pinned as his first post on, uh, on Instagram. So you can go check that out there. So there you go. So what else are we talking about tonight? Rogue. Rogue. So lots of speculation out there. Lots of rumors about who got invited, who didn't. Not going to get into all that because I, I don't know. But I do know that they have announced three invitees so far. Okay. okay. And, and you know Rogue, they, wanna, they want the big pomp and circumstance. Um, and they're entitled to that. So here is their Instagram page. Um, as you can see, they've announced three individuals. And there they are. Annie Thor's daughter, Will Morad, Karen Freyova. Hmm. Um, now, Karen and Will were both 14th at the games. Annie was 13th. So are we doing a descending order? Uh, I don't know. Um, I'm guessing that's kind of the way they're going about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that sort of makes sense. The uh, the the qualifier has been done. There are leaked leaderboards that are not final. Um, yeah, because I don't. They didn't put anything out themselves. Uh, it's up. Uh, um, yeah, but I'm saying Rogue didn't really put anything out with that leaderboard on it and there's nothing on the story, but I did see like, <clears throat> like Sydney Michalition was in second. Yep. Um, she posted the, the actual leaderboard. I can't even remember who all was on it. I, that's the one that like stuck, stuck out to me because we spent the whole season with her. Um, and that'd be cool if she got to go. So top six, Spiegel, Sydney, Taylor, Howe, Manon Anganese, uh, that Elena Cartala, Sanahua, and Christine Colin Grander. And they're the top six right now? Yes. Yeah. And on the men's side, it's no games competitors. Correct. Not in like the top five, no. Um, or, yeah, not for, I don't even think the top 10 has. Uh, Jason Hopper is 10th. And so, um, but you got Hoffer, Gerard, Leahy, Mayer, Caravis, Tudor Magda, Anol Akai, Yambriant, and Tyler Christopher. Okay. Yeah. There's no any questions about Bill Leahy again. <laughs> uh, according to a Hiller video. Yeah, so I mean... These are just the places right now. I nothing. I don't think anything's been done to the leaderboard, so we're just kind of. Um, 
What place was Dalen in the games? Uh, you broke up on me. Uh, Dallin was in fifth. Yeah, so Dallin will probably get an invite, Ken. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like they're going down through the leaderboard from 14th down. Dallin's going to get an invite. Um, mm -hmm. There are athletes that told me they got they got their email invites already. And they were told to stay quiet until they get their invite in the mail. And I think it's because Rogue wants to announce them in a certain way. Right. Um, uh, one third place competitor told me they got their theirs already. One 12th place person told me they got theirs already. So I think they're just it's waiting for rogue to make the announcement. Yeah. I think they said top five basically are guaranteed out of the qualifier. Once the leaderboard's final. And then from there, I would say, I would assume if somebody doesn't accept and there's a spot, um, Jody, no, the invitees don't have to do the qualifier workouts. They just get brought in from straight from the games, basically. <laughs> Yeah, as Katie said today, it's it's invitational. They can invite who they want. Um, the qualifiers just for everyone else. Yeah, um, and I and that's probably why you see like not really any games competitors in the top ten much on either side. Um, I mean, Colin Brander's sixth, but um, for one, these like these guys have been probably continued to train didn't go compete and then take weeks off. So they're probably in a little bit better shape um, right now. And I don't know, the girls side seems definitely like heavier, which I looked at the workouts and they were, I thought they were heavy. Um, so that seems like the type of athlete that is sitting at the top of the leaderboard. When you see names like Michalition, um, Danny Spiegel, Christine Colenbrander. It's probably a it's probably a heavy based workout. Yeah. Um, so Andrew says, so 15th, um, 15th for both men and women, not invited or going. Barbell spin said quant declined and Bethany did not get invited. Both were 15th at the games. I I have not spoken to either of those athletes individually, so I cannot confirm or deny that. I trust that Brian Spin has done his due diligence. Um, he is really good at reporting the news, so I will give him his kudos for that. And he stated that Sam Quant's wife is due with their next baby right around the time of Rogue, and so he was going to decline regardless. And Bethany said to Spin that she did not get um, an invite and the speculation is, and he even said on the show last night, the speculation is putting two and two together that that invite would be used to invite Tia. I could see that. Yeah, that's so that's sort of where I was thinking. Like if they did the top 14 and they're giving five spots from the qualifier, they're saving one pick for somebody on both sides. Um, yeah. So Ken says, so question, which is more expected to see Justin or not see Justin? And which would concern you more for his season next year? 
neither way would concern me for next season. Um, I think that it is an individual choice based on where you are at today, whether you compete in, at Rogue or not. And it really has nothing to do with next season. Um, that is my opinion. These are athletes that compete all the time. And if Justin needs a break, then Justin needs a break. <laughs> he has done rogue every year uh, since he's really made it at the games, probably from 2020 on. Um, if he needs a break this season, then it's fine for him to have a break. The demands of being the champ are probably greater than those that are that finished just behind him. Um, and maybe now that he didn't win this year, it's a perfect time to just take some time for him. Recharge the battery, do all that. But there is a chance. There is a chance we might be able to ask him that soon. Small chance. Hoping. Praying. Um, so also out, um, are the Dubai invites and I have a more global question and that's why I'm going to bring that up. So here are the invites for Dubai. Um, and these are the men. I will blow this up. Maybe I can't get it to move now. There we go. Uh, Alex Gatulis, Anil Okai, Ant Haynes, Briant Guillaume, Chandler Smith, Daniel Tai, David Shrunky, Elliot Simmons, Fabian Benito Celis, Georges Caravas, Javier Gonzalez, Yonakowski, Jorge Fernandez, Joshua Chama, uh, Kike Cerveni, Christoph Horvath, Lazar Jukic, Luka Jukic. Michael Smith, Michael Wazowski, I'm sorry, Michael Wazowski, uh, Mortez Fiebig, Moritz Fiebig, wow, Reggie Fossa, Ricky Garrard, Roman Krenikoff, Simon Mantilla, and Victor Hoffa. A lot of overlap there with the rogue qualifiers. Yeah. And these are all by invite as well. And then the women's side Andrea Solberg, Brittany Weiss, uh, Camila Solomonson-Hellman, uh, Claudia Gluck, Dana Peran, uh, Devin Kim, Elisa Filiano, Emily Rolf, Emma Tall, Anna Carlson, Jacqueline Dahlstrom, uh, Jennifer Muir, Karen Freova, Kyra Milligan, Lauren Lauren Fisher, Lena Richter, Linda Kiesman, Menon Anganese, Matilda Garnes, and Mia Hesketh, Sahir Kaya, Shahad Budebs, and Shelby Neal. So those are the people invited. It's very European heavy. Some surprise names to me were Chandler Smith um, because he did very well at the games this year. He's probably going to get a rogue invite. Um, I, I'll be honest, Emily Rolf, even though she podiumed last year there, that she got an invite to Dubai with the Rogue stuff coming up as well. <laughs> um, what didn't surprise me is like the Invictus team, 
all competing individually at Dubai, which I think is a kind of all four of them are going. A lot of the Norwegian or the uh, yeah, Norwegian, yeah, Oslo, Norway, yeah, Oslo, Oslo Navy Blue Oslo team. Navy a lot Blue. of them are in there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Andrew, those he's asking if these are those invitees are accepted. This is what's on Competition Corner on the leaderboard right now. Uh, so, I'm assuming that they have accepted. Now, all this is subject to change, of course, as we lead up to this. We're talking December usually for this. Um, yeah, it's 99 days away, uh, according to the countdown clock in the upper green there. Uh, we've got plenty of time for this to shift. But I think this these are people who have accepted at this point because they are on the leaderboard. So my bigger question to this is, so there we have the rogue invitees. We have the Dubai invitees. Two of the biggest competitions in the world are now done by invite and Which not by Jody qualifier. Sa- Jody says right here, a new crowd competing would be cool to see. Yeah, I agree. That's the problem with um, invite only. They're going to pick the people who you just saw at the games, the top of the pack and that's it you just keep seeing these same people so the same 15 20 people you're going to see them over and over and over again and in europe you're getting the same churn in the european athletes as well mm-hmm. well let's put a pin in that because we have a very very special guest who has jumped on to join us and that is stephanie price live from the pit fitness ranch home of the team throwdown what's going on stephanie hey guys super excited to be here tonight well we just welcomed our first uh we have 20, 24 athletes competing tomorrow and they uh those are that's our junior varsity group and then we have welcomed all gosh 75 volunteers and staff and we have got another 97 athletes coming in to compete saturday and sunday so we we're just, I just left the war room where we were going over tomorrow's events to, uh, to jump on with you guys. And I went ahead and came right here to our media table right out here at the pit. Awesome. So a couple cool things that I think you guys are doing that I want you to explain a little bit is you're not only having the elite athletes come, but you actually have a JV and a varsity division and I love the name of that because it um, it applies to like high school and college sports, which I'll, which will lead to my next question. But you can answer that one first. Yeah, it all kind of originated in 2000. So everyone, just for his historical context, we started the pit team throwdown in 2019 when the games were canceled for the teenagers because of the COVID pandemic. And that year we had 46 athletes, including Mal O'Brien, Olivia Kerstetter, Tudor Magda, Sophie Schaff, Paulina Harrow, some names that you might recognize. We were very excited to have them and we love that. We realized, however, that there are there were about 6,000 teenagers that sign up for the CrossFit Open. So that means there are just gaggles of them out there <laughs> that want to compete, that are, you know, um, pursuing CrossFit in a competitive way. So we started what we called then the rookie division. 
and it was very popular. We got kids who were still very good. We're still talking top 10, 15% in the world, but they were newer to competition. Maybe some of the higher level movements were a little difficult, but we felt it was really important to bring them on and to introduce them to what competition looks like at this level. And so that uh, grew popular and we loved it. We had so many kids come. Then um, the next year though, we went to plan our event and we said, well, they're not all rookies because there's still sort of this like junior varsity versus, you know, varsity level. So kind of like the minor leagues, if you will. And if you think about CrossFit as a sport, well, it is a sport, right? You, all sports have some sort of a, a ground where you're growing your athletes. They may not be professional level yet, but they're, they're certainly becoming that. So we really wanted to include them. And we love this group of kids. They're, they just have so much heart and we watch them consistently every year get their first muscle up here or lift a weight that they can't even believe they just lifted. It's just so sweet to see. So we, uh, we really love that part of our competition for sure. So for the audience who doesn't know, the Pitt Fitness Ranch is very much like the ranch in California. And what's cool is you use the elements around your facility to test the kids. Can you walk through that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. We love the, um, the parallel between us and the CrossFit Ranch in California. And it is very similar. We even have a hopper. We have a what's called the copper hopper has kind of become our, it actually is on our shirts. Oh, yep. So I don't know if you can see it, but it is actually part of our logo, our hopper. So um, we have woods, water, sand, a lot of grit. It's called slag field. Uh, the kids consistently get pretty gritty out there. We have a five, we're starting off with a 5k trail run tomorrow and our 5k trail run is probably not going to be 16, 17 minutes. We're talking, it's a trail run. So we make use of those elements. Uh, we have one of our venues is called the beach and it's down by a pond where the kids have to swim out. And then we have a rogue rig. Uh, we're appreciative of rogue uh, set up down there with 10 lanes. So they come right out of the water and uh, continue on with their movements. We were just talking about hay bales making sure that the hay bales are the right height. So we really try to use the, the elements for sure uh, because, you know, we all love being in the gym and we do finish up in the gym, you know, with the barbells and, and things because that's so much fun to watch. But uh, it wouldn't be the pit if, it, if we didn't use the pit. So we, we definitely do that. So I may have misrepresented what you are by calling it the teen throwdown because you've expanded this year to include a collegiate division, which is really cool for those kids who are not able to jump right into the elite divisions, but still want to compete against people their own age. You have a collegiate division. Can you talk about that? Yeah, it's another part of our competition that we love. So this kind of originated to some degree um, from my own experience. So my son was a CrossFit Games athlete in 2019, and he was 15 years old. And as we kind of went through the ranks in the next couple of years, it hit me 
that, you know, these um, kids, they, once they age up, they're just kind of lost in the abyss uh, as far as competitive CrossFit goes. So they age up, they turn 18 and, you know, I don't know the exact number. So this is kind of like a ballpark, but you know, my son, for example, he went from being like third in the world or I'm sorry, third in the United States or third in the Northeast or whatever to being like 14,560, you know, and that's okay. Like whatever, but we found a lot of times that they're kind of lost then they're not quite sure what to do. They love CrossFit and they know it's really good for life but they also want to compete. And so we had an 1819 division and this year we opened that up a little broader to kind of get that whole collegiate athlete uh, 18 all the way up until 22. And that um, division is pretty much full. It filled up pretty quickly. And these kids are, they're super excited. They're so adorable. They're like, um, I have to get out of my class. Can you write me a letter? <laughs> and then they uh, they're showing up to, to compete and they are really looking forward to it. What I think is awesome is at the same time, USA functional fitness is having their first college national championship, which we have on our agenda for later in this show. So the fact that these two things are happening kind of in the same breath is really awesome. And there, it shows there is a need um, for that age group and it's a great way to grow the sport. Yeah, I don't want to give away all my ideas, but I would really like to see a league developed, frankly, a collegiate league. Um, I don't know what that season would look like or how that would look. I don't have all that thought through, but I would really, I, I think, I think it's out there. I would love to see CrossFit being uh, potentially a collegiate sport. Right now it's a club sport and, and uh, Mo from Functional Fitness will be here with us and he uh, helped uh, contribute some sponsorship dollars to our event. So we've been good friends since 2019 when we first got started. That's awesome. So tell us what you're most excited about this weekend. I think it's really just uh, seeing the two things. Number one is just the kids themselves. They just, I, you know, I keep in touch with them all throughout the planning process and getting to know them. And I ask them questions and I find out what they do. And then when they actually finally get here, it's so important to us to make their experience fun. So I'm looking forward to seeing all of those things that really organically develop. You'll see these kids out like making TikToks or like we have a bonfire for them and they develop these friendships. You know, I just talked with a young girl today who's camping. So we have um, a camping option that where the athletes can actually stay together in these lakeside cottages. It's really sweet. And she is really shy and kind of nervous. And uh, then we put them together and we say, well, why don't you guys get to know each other a little bit? And so when you see these things kind of develop, well, now they're meal prepping together. And, you know, so I love that. And the second piece, and I think this is a, this could be a whole nother topic, Scott, one day is, um, is the parents. The parents really mean a lot to us here at the pit. So I love connecting with the parents. We have a parent dinner on Saturday night with a panel. We have an expert panel so we can go over all the questions they have. They have so many questions and the parents are really the decision makers. So our demographic is interesting because while the athletes, at least the underage athletes are, you know, they're the demographic we focus on. 
if we looked at this and from a business perspective, our parents are our customers and the parents are the ones that make the decisions about what their children are going to do, when they're going to compete, who's going to coach them, all sorts of things. And they have a lot of questions. So I think connecting with the parents is for me a really fun part of the weekend. So this may be a bigger topic, but just briefly with, with all the news in the last year of people needing to take a break from CrossFit, uh, who came out of the team division, does that make those things that you're putting in place like bonfires and camping together and getting the kids together to create support groups? Does that make that more important? Yeah, absolutely. We, from the beginning, we took a, an, we've always taken this approach that, you know, some sort of cliche, but that, you know, winning isn't, isn't everything and, or just having a title or claiming a title or having X number of followers or getting big sponsors, things like that. And we know that the level, the toll that it takes on those kids can be, you know, pretty, pretty heinous. So right from the beginning, you know, we, we want to give them competition and we want to challenge them, but challenge them appropriately. And I just told them tonight when we did our introductions, I said, you know, uh, really CrossFit is not the end. CrossFit is the means to the end. And what is the end? The end is creating healthy human beings that are going on to be healthy, wholesome members of our global community. So these are our leaders. These are our parents. These are our politicians. These are affiliate owners, coaches. I just, uh, posted, um, Kayla McClure, who was a CrossFit Games athlete, he was also a pit athlete. He just posted, he just got his level two and he's coaching. Sophie Shaft is here this weekend. She was a CrossFit Games athlete who now is coaching um, five uh, inner city Detroit kids who are all here this weekend with us as well. And so they're giving back. And that is so much more important to, to us to help facilitate than, you know, winning a title for, for, for a, for an, a, a comp, comp, competition. So definitely we are encouraging them to get to, I told them they have three rules when they're here. Number one is the rule of engagement. Number two is the rule of respect. And I say, respect yourselves and respect each other. And they all do, they all really do. But that's about encouraging each other. And you guys know CrossFit. They, they're there. I call them competitor friends and that's exactly what they are. When I went over there, surveys before they came I asked them what they're looking for they talk about you know they can't wait to cheer on their friends and these are the friends that they're trying to beat also so it's you know next to them in the lane and I just love that so we do lots of little things like you said the our fire you know we had them camp together we have all the parents get together and talk we have lots of opportunities for them to connect with each other and they will tell you that that's one of the things they love the most about being here at the pit is that they get to see their friends. So, so important. That mental health angle is, uh, is crucial. It's really underlying all of it. So Ronica has jumped in ahead of my notes. Will there be any live stream over the weekend with the throwdown? Let me just tell you, this is so exciting. Um, I don't know if I, how I can get it to you, Scott, but it's actually, it's pit media on YouTube. It's absolutely brand new. We, it was just so serendipitous and this is how things have worked for us so well. So we had, we just happened to have a father of a 
JV athlete who's also a member. He also lives adjacent to the pit. And we were kind of talking through, because we all know, and that's, again, a whole other subject, that co coverage is kind of tricky to come by. It can be very expensive, uh, very just prohibitive by uh, lots of obstacles. And he said, you know, I do this for my church. I do this for, um, I do it for football games, local football games. I think I could live stream for you guys. So the answer is yes. And we cannot wait. That's the, the stage I'm sitting at right now. I don't know if you guys want to see it all, but I'm sitting at the stage where Joel Godet and uh, Brian Friend will be sitting. And I'm looking at the screen that they will be looking at while they're watching the live stream so that they can commentate. And that will be for Saturday and Sunday. Awesome. Awesome stuff. And that's on the Pit Media channel uh, on YouTube. On YouTube, it's called Pit Media. Jimmy, you got any questions? I don't think so. I think I'm going to try to drive over there and stop in. We have an athlete staying in Grand Rapids. Uh, that's No, you're from Lansing. Right? Yeah. Yeah, Lansing. Mm -hmm. Lansing's a little far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'd love to have you anytime. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, it's my goal next year to be up there and be at this event. Um, Hopefully I won't have any family weddings happen on the same weekend. Well, Stephanie, it's been awesome having you on as always. I can't wait to catch up after this. Um, good luck this weekend and have an amazing event. All right. Thanks, Scott, for having me. I really appreciate you guys. Yeah, thank you. Good luck. Okay. Stephanie Price with the Pit Fitness Ranch teen throwdown. Um, that's going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so, uh, Ronica says hopefully she'll be bringing one next year to compete. Yep. Do you know who, you know who that is? Probably Declan. Gotcha. Okay. So now we're going to rewind back to this whole invite. The two major competitions of the offseason, two of the three are now by invite only, at least this season. And mm -hmm. we actually had some responses to that. Mm -hmm. um, one of those was Kenneth saying, so to translate that into money, how is a lesser known athlete able to fund his game season if they don't get to make the off-season comps? Bingo, bingo, bingo. Yep. How does the sport grow if you only know this chunk of people and when new people show up, nobody knows who they are because they've had no opportunity to show what they have. Uh, Andrew Sten says, hopefully that is what Wadapalooza is trying to alleviate with the West Coast event next year. With it so close to the games, there will be better opportunities for lesser known athletes to compete. Here's where, here's where it gets dicey for me. And I hate using the term lesser known athlete because the only reason people don't know who they are is they're not being given the opportunities to show what they can do. But we're not even talking people who didn't make the games. We're talking 20 through 40. Mm -hmm. Like Rogue's only doing top 15 and a select a few others. And this year, they didn't even go to 15 if all the accounts are correct, which I'm sure they are. Mm -hmm. Dubai, 
I think I what six women from the United States got invited, uh, a handful of men, and the rest of the year the same European athletes you see at all the competitions, the French throwdown, the German throwdown, all it's you know, what strength and depth, uh, the filthy one fifty, is that it? Yeah. Um, That's right. So all those events, you're seeing the Jukic brothers and Christoph Horvath and Moritz Fiebig and (laughs) Alec Katulis. And it's all the same names, every freaking competition. And there's, and I get it. Like as an organizer, you want to have the best names to draw people to your event, but you're never going to get new good, big names without giving these people an opportunity. Um, I think that was it about that. Yeah. Jay Birch, did they love it? They went, his in-laws just went to Mackinac. I've heard it's amazing. But it's way up there, right? Yes, way up there. Like UPI? Or U- UP? UP. UP. Yeah, UP. The Upers. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah. Uh, he says, yeah, they did. I like that hat, man. And the profile pic. Veronica's <laughs> making fun of me. How <laughs> we were friends, Veronica. How <laughs> we were friends. I got it mixed with PEI. It's oh. the UP and PEI, two different islands, yes. two different areas of the world. Um, and I mixed them together. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that, that was the main thing that I wanted to talk about. I know, and this is something I want to dive into. I'm not sure it's going to be a riff or if we're going to be talking about it here or what. But last night on on Spin, there was a lot of grief given to Rogue because the rules for the online competition were pages long. Mm -hmm. And yes, they made one mistake with a tape line. Okay? But that is where I think the pendulum needs to swing for now because everybody is trying to skirt the line to um, take advantage of every opportunity possible. Yep. And what's happening is we're not getting the best of the best at these events through qualifiers. And I'll use you as an example. Through online competitions, you're a 10 to 20 athlete. But every time you show up in person, you're on the podium. That should not be happening. And I am, like, I'm to the point where I think that these people who are skirting the line over and over and over again and get busted over and over again should be suspended just like a drug charge. I totally agree. If you pop for steroids, you're out for four years. Mm-hmm. If you keep cheating the online versions of the competition, 
you should be suspended maybe four years. I don't know. I haven't thought that part through, but it is, it is having just as much of an adverse effect on what the sport is becoming as the drug use. Yeah. I mean, and Hiller's touched on it so many times, but like, that's where, when it's pretty egregious, it needs to be an invalid video. They need a zero and they need to not be able to move on from that stage. Period. Like, if it happens two or three times, then you're out for a year. Yeah. And you can't compete for one full year or two years or whatever. Like, we've got to put a stop to this. It's, it's becoming so egregious. And I, th- and I don't think the solution is like Rogue having to write 50 pages of instructions for their online qualifier. My belief is the the solution is something that Bren Fikowski has talked to us about on this show, and that is there needs to be a movement standard book where a burpee is a burpee is a burpee until there, a rules committee decides that it's different now. Yeah. And that's the book that if you're a licensed CrossFit event, you should have to adhere to in your qualifiers, right? And then you're not, you don't have to write out 50 pages of instructions because there's already a rule book that has all that in it that is the standard. And that happens in the NFL where there's a rules committee where every year they go, ooh, is there something that we need to fix in these rules? And they come up with nominating rule changes and then it goes to the ownership group who then vote in whether that should be changed or not. And I think a similar process would work in CrossFit. Yeah. I, I mean, I like the standard, a standard movement rule book. Um, I personally think the solution or part of the solution would be like live. It doesn't need to be a live leaderboard, but they, the leaderboards need to come with videos, period. Everybody needs to see everybody's video and like it just gets crowdsourced. Um, your peers are going to look at your movement and call you out. Lex says, do you think there will be rogue invalidations on the leaderboard? I think in the past, rogue has proven to be the most, the swiftest and most, um, I don't know. I don't want to say judicious. I don't, is that what I want? They make the judgment and it is done. Travis yeah. Mayer, you didn't weigh your weight, you're, go- you're done. Colt right. Mertens, you didn't, weigh- you didn't do this right, you're done. <laughs> They've shown over time um, that they are not, they are willing to say, ooh, they didn't do it here in this part of the video. It's done. We don't even go further. Yeah. I, I don't think every other competition is doing that, but I think Rogue will. And they can do that because yeah. they're only they're only qualifying five spots. Exactly. And I think there's only like how many people did the qualifier? 80? It's not hundreds. No. Like which to let Lex said that you can see everyone's video on Rogue. Yeah, there's 40, 50 videos to look at. That's not I mean, that's not that much, but 
real like semifinals for us masters don't have videos attached to the to all those people making it is beyond me when you get to go in live to do semifinals and see people and we don't get to see each other is crazy to me uh andrew mm -hmm. says videos need to be invalidated so much no more letting things slide by absolutely i mean it's the thing they're going to keep doing it and they're going to keep pushing the line more and more because they get a slap on the wrist if that they get a, i mean it makes sense to dang near do half the workout and take a 15 percent penalty and still get a better score than 90 percent of people strategy yeah yeah uh jay birch says hell we do that in high school sports in texas university interscholastic league writes the book yeah i i agree I, it's it's the way it needs to move um for this to to move forward um there was something else that i wanted to say yeah the like the masters you don't have any opportunity to compete live until the games You've got people on that games floor who I question whether they ever had a video reviewed. Agreed. Ever. Yeah. Uh, Jody's like <laughs> mini duo riff. There yeah. we go. <laughs> um, Carolyn Prevo. Always love to hear from Carolyn. Uh, there's too much on the line for athletes now. Money-wise, sponsorship opportunities. We need fair comps and strict standards. Mm -hmm. And suspensions. I think she meant to add on to the end of that. No, I'm just kidding. I, I would never speak for Carolyn. <laughs> um, but in this, this is like when I was embedded with you for quarterfinals and the amount of work that goes into setting up a workout and making sure that you are doing it by the book is 20, 30 minutes. Like you just getting to like warm up and do the workout is nearly an impossibility for someone who's doing it by the book. Yeah. All right. Mini duo riff over, but yeah. And I don't even know where we started with this. See, I, uh, I don't know. Still, I think we're on the invite. Getting new athletes. It's hard to get new athletes in. Uh, yeah, we veered off somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, honestly, yes, suspension should take place for deliberately cheating. Get those people out. Yeah. Holly says, I really just want to rebuild the judges course or design a different one. How about this? How about this? If we weed out those people who skirt the line and you get good movers to the games, judging becomes 80% easier because you have better movers at the Super Bowl of the sport. Mm -hmm. Correct? Correct. <laughs> that that will help judging because there are a lot of good, great judges out there that volunteer their time. 
But when you let some of the people through that they let through that are trying to skirt the line, that makes their job unreasonably harder. Mm-hmm. Get good movers in there where the, where the person's not trying to skirt the line. And all of a sudden, the judges become way better. Mm-hmm. Well... Kenneth is just being sweet now. I'm on a riff and he comes in with this stuff. Uh, Scott, Jamie, just wanted to take a sec to say, I love these weekly shows. Keep them coming and we will keep watching them. Clydesdale is my go-to for CrossFit news. And riffs. (laughs) Uh, Andrew said, there will always be people trying to skirt the line, even the top athletes. Here's what I would say to that, Andrew. I think that if you're doing a thruster, you are probably trying to get depth and no more than depth. So you're playing with that line, but you're not a bad mover who has cheated in the online with camera angles and distance and hoping that nobody watches your video. Those are the people we need to get out. You know depth, right? You, Andrew Sten, know how to call that a no rep. It's okay. And that's what your job is. Your job is to keep them at the standard. Yes, they're probably trying to ride right on that line for so their movement is faster. And that's okay. They're not trying to cheat it. They just want to know what they can get away with. And you will not let them get away with that because you're an awesome judge. <laughs> um, and our librarian says, but of course could be useful for everyone to take away. That's not a giant rule book. Yeah. I- I'm okay with redoing the judges course, but yeah. I will tell you after being a part of that group, there are seasoned judges who really don't need to take that course every year. Like they're working six, seven, eight events a year, maybe more. Like they take all their vacations to do that. All right. I got Carolyn fired up, but distance of camera for certain movements is on the programming. Why are handstand pushups for instance, instance, always programmed with a 25 foot section movement because it's easier to pass the It's true. Yeah. And Andrew back, this is exactly what I was saying. Yeah. Once you call the first no rep, they hit the standard perfectly without argument. The top athletes do that. So that's, yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you have people that you don't think do, but okay. And Holly says, no, I'm thinking more like the general, not the good judges. Okay. Then we're good. Okay. <clears throat> um, so, and the top athletes call it feeling out the judge, apparently. Um, so, 
So we have Dubai. We have Rogue in Dubai. Um, we have the rules. We I think we've touched everything there that we need to touch this week. Um, we talked about this briefly with Stephanie. USA Functional Fitness is proud to announce that it will be hosting its first ever collegiate national championship of functional fitness. Uh, February 3rd and 4th in Reston, Virginia. The competition will feature both pairs and individual competition in both RX and pairs divisions. Um, and these are some of the universities involved already. Penn State University. We are. Uh, University of Pittsburgh, uh, Naval Academy, West Point, University of Cincinnati, and the University of Miami and Ohio. And I think Ohio University was listed too. Um, it's not on my notes, but I, I think I just forgot that on the cut and paste. Um, I think that's really cool. I think this is a way to grow the sport. If it becomes more than a club sport, and heck, even if it just becomes a really cool club sport, like rugby or some of those sports that have um, moved up in status um, throughout collegiate athletics, I think this is a great way to get CrossFit moving forward. Mm-hmm. I agree. So... Um, and then the, the, the interesting thing about USA functional fitness is, um, you know, kind of the format of their, if you ever follow any of the functional fitness stuff, you know, that it has like one Metcon, one lift, one, like it's all spelled out, whatever that match is going to be. It has X number of elements and you know what those elements are now, what it can change within that element for every competition, but you know that they all have those aspects in them. Um, so it's a little bit different than like straight up CrossFit, but it is um, moving in a, in a good direction, I think. Um, Kenneth says that lots of high schools have CrossFit clubs now. Uh, and that that's really cool. Uh, and some have straight up CrossFit class instead of gym. I think that's great. Uh, and Daniel Arnson says, say it with me, Scott, go blue. And I believe that is a Michigan cheer, correct? Yes. Okay. We will not be saying that, Daniel. Yeah. I, I don't have the hatred for Michigan like people I live around in this town of Columbus, Ohio. Um, I actually am a huge, huge Jim Harbaugh fan. Because he was drafted by my beloved Chicago Bears. Oh, my Lord. Um, and was an amazing quarterback. Because uh, we haven't not had any amazing quarterbacks with the Chicago Bears in like 100 years. And at least he was fun to watch. So the last thing I have on our agenda, I'm not sure we want to get into in the last 10 minutes of this show. Yeah. Um, oh, Bruce I'll made it. Um, now this is what I'll say to you all, uh, the, the audience. So what, what transpired today with be friendly fitness was that Brian friend put out his list of the 40 greatest male and female CrossFitters of all time. 
I read through the list quickly. I did not give it a deep dive look, but I can tell you, I almost immediately disagreed with the women in the top five. Um, I'd have to take a look at the men a little more closely again. Um, so do we want to look at it? Sure. Okay. Let me pull it up. The women is just ridiculous. <laughs> Can't wait to see it. Um, I, I, and I, and I have argued with Brian in person. So this is nothing that he probably doesn't already know that I'm thinking. Um, so here we go. Be friendly fitness. Do we want to start men or women? Let's the see the women. The women are the most ridiculous. Okay. Okay. So the way it works is the first five have their own slide. And then, um, and then he does like, I think five or 10 at a time, 10 at a time, maybe. So number one, I mean, really, that's, this is where we agree. Okay. I think even number two, we agree. So number one is Tia Claire Toomey. Number two is Annie Thorstadter. Um, her longevity in this sport, along with two-time champion, multiple-time podium winner, I'm good there. Here's where we go astray. Now, you know that I have been, been a huge Laura Horvath su supporter this entire season, right? I think she is amazing. Way more than me. Mm -hmm. Right. Way more than you. There's no way on God's earth she is the third greatest CrossFitter of all time. I agree. <laughs> One championship, three podiums, And one major hole. Yes. Number four is Katrin. Okay. You know, I am not the biggest Katrin fan in the world. She's growing yeah. on me this season for some reason. I yeah. don't know why. But two-time champion, multiple-time podium winner, she should be ahead of lawyer, Laura. I can get behind that argument. Yeah. Veronica, I know we're not even there yet. <laughs> Sam Briggs, haven't even mm -hmm. seen her flash across the screen. Cara Saunders, number five. Okay. One podium finish. And this is all based on only games performance. This does not factor in any off-season competitions. Okay. Anything else. This is, according to Brian in his write-up, it is only about your CrossFit games performance. Okay. Then we go to the next five, which is Sam Briggs at six. Kristen Holta at seven, Sarah Sigmund's daughter at eight, Kristen Clever at nine, Carrie Pierce at 10. Thoughts? Sarah Sigmund's daughter is better than Kristen Holta. Sam Briggs mm. is better than Cara Sanders, Saunders. Yes, I agree. Sam needs to be higher on the list. 
Um, Say what you will about Sarah Sigmund's daughter. She is a two-time podium winner. In in two years where it was Katrin, Tia, and her. Yeah. Stacked field, and she competed. Carolyn, I'm not taking anything away from Holta. I love Kristen. I think she's amazing, but one podium finish. And then it, and then it was some top tens, which, and she's amazing for a smaller athlete. She has done so much with what she has, but Sarah was really doggone good for those two years. She's, she's still like a significant needle mover. And Kristen clever, like it's really hard. And, and this is probably where our biggest differences come in. And that is that I can't add weight to those first few years. I, of the I, I wholeheartedly right? agree. Yeah. When clever won, it wasn't, it wasn't the same. Yeah. And I would say the same for Graham who won mm -hmm. in the same year. Like those don't hold water for me like some of the later championships. And I think even Clever would tell you that she shouldn't be in the same mix with these people. Right? She's one of the most humble people you've ever seen. Yeah. So anyway, th that's the top 10. Let's just stop there and we'll come back. I don't think it's recency bias, Andrew. I think it is because Sarah really hasn't done anything in the last few years. But man, when she was good, she was really freaking good. Like, if you remember 2016, she almost won the games. It came down to that last event, and only because Katrin out-strategized her and Tia by not doing the uh, pegboards and the other two trying, she wins the games. So we'll stop at the 10. We'll revisit this next week. Okay. Because it'll give me time to like make my own list. So I mean, I remember him here. going through this last year and talking about where people were and what it would take, like who it needs to keep placing to move higher up this list. And I don't know. It, Laura, third, it is what it on. is. Third. All right, let's talk men. <laughs> I disagree here, but I, but I, I, I'm okay with it. Like I okay. get it. Yeah. That's who I'd have one. So Matt won for audio listeners. I keep forgetting Matt one rich two. I'd flip flop the two. But I, mm -hmm. but I get it. Three, Pat Vellner. Ooh, I like it. Why do you like it? Cause he's, he's so consistent too. And for me, like Pat for me is such a good mover that I never have to question anything. So I guess for me, I like, already put him above other people 
just because of like his movement, his character, his like, and he's, and he still manages to outperform people who shorten reps. He's, he's always up there. Okay. And how, and he's been there, what, eight, nine years now? Okay. What about Ben Smith, who's won a championship over Matt Fraser and has been there from 2009 to 2018? I still like Pat over Ben. Multiple, but I can see, I can see the argument. He, Ben Smith beat Matt Fraser. Ben I Smith know. is the last person to beat Matt Fraser. Yeah. That's your argument is, yeah. Yeah. I, it's just the, that was a weird year. I feel like that was the transition year of like new generation of athletes coming in and getting better. And he just was still the consistent one there. And Matt just hadn't had time to like, I mean, we know what happened after that. Matt just wasn't there yet. Matt took second. It's not like he was like a, some chump. Matt took. He would tell, he would probably tell you he was a chump that year. He would, but that's his new standard. (laughs) He went in just trying to just go in and, see what he could do without really putting in the time and effort and and then change that real quick and was unstoppable. Okay. So let's remember, though, that Ben won and beat Matt and the next year finished second to Matt in this whole transition period where he'd been around for six, seven years at that point. Yeah. I mean, you could make the argument that Ben should be third. Okay. Well, he's fine. There four. So they're, they flip flopped. And what's interesting is last year, Brian had Ben third and Pat fourth. So because and Pat this, had another game and podium. Yep. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but if Roman would have finished the weekend healthy, Pat wouldn't have finished second. He still would have had a podium. He probably still would have moved up. I'm just doing that because that annoyed me with Jeff. Oh, yeah, I agree. Uh, so we have Ben Smith in fourth. We have Jason Kalipa in fifth. I think that's a little bit overrated. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, Jason had one great year where he podiumed behind Rich and Matt. I think 2008 was just a weird while he did had one great workout that moved him so far up the leaderboard that he won. And he was just way stronger. Now love Jason as an, as a, like a, an analyst and a personality. Um, but yeah, I think it's, he's a little bit overrated here. 
because I'd put I'd put Scott Pancheck ahead of him. I'd put Justin Medeiros ahead of him, and you know how hard that would that is for me. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then he has BKG into Brent Fikowski into Noah Olson. Yeah. I would, I would like to see some of those names ahead of Jason for sure. I think, I think you could, I think Kalipa at ninth, everybody else moves up one. <laughs> I don't think Brent gets the, the love he deserves. Yeah. He's overshadowed by those other Canadians. And I and I I think Justin should be ahead of Scott Pancheck. Yeah, I would agree with that. Two podiums or two firsts. It's gotta gotta have some yeah. credit there. Yeah, and Pancheck never podiumed. Right. Consistent for Mr. Consistent for sure. Yeah. Um, but and I, you know, I'm a huge Pancheck lover. I Justin should be in fifth, in my opinion. I'd even put Brent over Scott. Yeah, I could see that. More more podiums. Um, has BKG ever podiumed? I don't think so. Yeah, I'd probably put Brent ahead of him. I guess it's possible he has a third, but I don't think he has. So that's the top 10 on the men. Um, we'll take a week to kind of let this, as I think Jeff, Jay Birch put, we'll let it ferment for about a week. <laughs> Sounds good. And then we'll come back with our own lists uh, and just see how we compare and contrast. But I love that Brian put this out. Um, it gives us something to talk about and something to debate. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, And Carolyn comes back with more podiums and more event wins also for Brent over Scott. Totally agree. Yeah. And I love Scott Pancheck. Like, love that dude. Wanted him to podium so bad in Masters this year, um, but it was not meant to be. And Andrew Sten says, Scott probably would have gotten a win in 2020 with the Mayhem team. Yeah, that does not, that would not factor in uh, to my, my ranking. And again, this is just at the games, not other competitions. And that's where I well, think... Well, Rich's first and team have to mean something to you if you want him ahead of Matt. It is more about... Um, in my opinion, what Rich did for the sport was bigger than what Matt did for the sport. But the we're talking about performance at the games, correct? What he did at the games elevated the sport. Because he what stuck Rich around in the teams. What he used to do at the games elevates the sport. Right. I agree. Like he is taking pictures, shaking hands, kissing babies, signing autographs non-stop and he's a four-time champion that's why he's number one in my book and will always be number one 
And I, but I totally get why someone puts Matt one. I mean, right. Matt dominated for five years. I totally get that. I would not make this like a huge argument over someone putting Matt number one. Right. I get it. I totally, totally get it. Just in my book, Rich is number one in my book and will always be. Yeah, I would, I would give some props to Rich too, just the longevity. And I understand he moved over teams and people poo poo on that, but he stayed in the sport. He kept competing and was able to string some more firsts. Um, and heck, he even showed some love to masters and went all the way through semifinals this year. I mean, it's just like things like that. Like Matt just did his thing and stepped out and that's it. And he doesn't care to do like, I'm sure we won't see him at rogue in the legends. I don't know if he'll ever participate in that, any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. I said, poo, poo. <laughs> yeah. Poo, poo. Uh, Veronica agrees with me. Cause we're friends again. Uh, I love rich. Great guy as the people's champ. Mm-hmm. And Andrew Sten says, Rich is the goat, zero argument. Well, apparently there is an argument. <laughs> Not in our world. <laughs> right. That's okay. At least it's a, it's not a Ben Smith, um, Pat Velma argument. Where I, just, you know, meh, meh. I just like him. <laughs> you just like him because you ran him down on a street in Pasadena and he answered some questions. <laughs> I've liked him way, way before that. Yeah. Well, I think that's good for tonight. Um, I got to go into, I've got to like cook food and a bunch of stuff for this wedding. Oh my God. So, so it's going to be a fun weekend. But with that, so the show's probably going to be off. And people asked if they missed the weight loss show. Weight loss show got canceled today due to scheduling conflicts with my nutrition coach and myself, but all that's good. And uh, it'll be back next week for sure. And we will be back next week. And I think we're going to be back same time. We're going to try our darndest. Um, it may be just a little bit later than normal in the coming weeks because your son is going all John McEnroe on us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's going to kick some butt and win some tennis matches. We'll see about that. He's, <laughs> he's got some work to do, but it's fun to Come watch on, him. Mom. So, yeah. Be I supportive. I, tr I try. I'm so competitive out there. It's not a good sport for me. I can't keep quiet. I can't. <laughs> so I'm going to leave you with this last thing. My daughter started soccer when she was really young and we went to watch her and I know nothing about soccer. Right. So we're going to the thing. And, um, my wife says, listen, you are not going to embarrass me out there. Like do not yell at your kid or any of that stuff. Like just stick quietly and do your thing. And my daughter gets in as goalie and the ball's on the ground she covers it like she's supposed to and another girl kicks her. My wife is running on the field <laughs> saying, don't kick my baby. Don't kick my baby. 
And I'm like, I'm the one that's supposed to not yeah. embarrass anybody. I'm the one that's supposed to stay cool. Yeah. Yeah. We learned. Did Julie get a red card for that? Uh, I think she was asked to leave. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, hope you all enjoyed that final story. And we will see everybody next time on Thursday night CrossFit talk. Bye guys. C4 Energy, Extend, and Cellucor are delivering the most effective, best tasting, and highest quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at C, the number four energy.com. That's C4energy.com. And now back to the interview.